This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave. And you can go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio, MarkingOut.com, ProWrestlingTees.com, slash MarkingOut, buy a t-shirt. And I am alongside here with Brandon. Go follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Myself, at Dave the Rave and underscore uh, bah, bah, Dave the Rave M O whatever it is doesn't matter it's you're not gonna follow M O yeah it doesn't doesn't even matter I don't go on Twitter for that anyway so yeah Chris Swingdog though he does use Twitter more than me and marking out hey Brandon how are you I'm doing awesome as always and yourself oh, doing good good brother nice nice so tell me a little bit I have a big question for you um how how are you doing. I'm and how was your week? Good, yeah. I uh, had a good week. Why was it good? What'd you do? <laughs> Did some more cooking. Went to uh, I went to Fogo de Show. Ooh, what is that? It's the Brazilian place. Oh, I've never heard of it. You've definitely heard of it because I've spoken about it numerous times on the show. Oh, is this a place in New York City? Uh, there is one in Manhattan. However, they opened in Carl Place. Oh, thanks for the invite. And I definitely went there more than... I mean, I went there. This is my second time going to that location. So I definitely go spoke with? about it. I went with my dad. Oh, thanks for the invite. All it was, right. It was good. I like the... Uh, so what did what did you get? I mean, obviously all the meats. But the, the main reason why I want to go there any time now is for the beef rib. And they have this, like, this grilled cheese thing that's so good. Mm-hmm. It's like just grilled cheese, not like grilled cheese. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No bread. Sounds it's, like just, a, it's just cheese sounds that's like, grilled. Sounds like cholesterol. And they drizzle honey. Well, yeah, I mean, it's meat and cheese. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's pretty and then cool. And I, I crushed happy hour. Yeah, is this the place that you went with Mike in the city? Yeah. A long time ago? Good deal, good deal. And then good old happy hour. Yeah. Sweet. Anything else? That's the really. That's about it. How's uh, nice. How's your week hanging and banging? You know, hanging and banging. You know, banging and banging. Doing good, gang girl style. Yeah. What can I say? The week came and went. Um, you know, <laughs> fantasy baseball is ki- starting to kick up. So that's very. Fantasy baseball's kicking up soon. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Just go out and play real baseball. I'm so excited. Help me, Zach Morris. Go out into the real world. Go play the major leagues. You don't have to play fake fantasy gimmicks. I know. You know, you you know about the Mets wanting to draft me that one time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because because of your family's history with Babe Ruth. Yes. You know, (laughs) and that's exactly why the Mets went after me. Keith Hernandez. Babe Ruth. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad that he had the honor of meeting me that time, though. Yeah, he definitely did have an honor meeting us. Yeah, he he was a little bit taken back that we were there. But, you know, it's always good to see a fan. What can it I was, say? It was kind of a bad experience, would you say? <laughs> right? 
eh, it would have been nice to get like legit like <laughs> like it was yeah. cool that they set that up for us but that was like it, it, wasn't... it was it was free so can't really yeah I mean... like I, I have to wonder if it, if we were in a different setting would Keith Hernandez have been any different I'm I'm gonna say no I'm gonna I'm gonna say no Brandon like it just makes me feel like he did spit <laughs> Back and to the left. <laughs> like I, uh, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, week went really, really good, and yeah, uh, did you the Rangers? Uh, they had that five goal night. I, I didn't see that, but uh, I did see yeah. Kevin Owens was at a game. Oh, what's that about? Uh, I think he was just doing the charity stuff there. Nice, nice. All right. Well, that is our our like very very exciting weeks. Yeah. Obviously, super uh, exciting, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if you want us to speak more about our week, we could tell you it again. But uh, nah. Um. Yeah. But let's get on to some sports <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> getting getting ready over there. Yeah. Well, I thought you were gonna say <laughs> it. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. You're like a lawnmower getting started. Yeah, I did. Look, Lester, Lester, and Paul Heyman open up Monday night. Yeah, nice little intro. Yeah, Paul said that the main event of WrestleMania is a sham, and McIntyre is a hyped-up fraud. Mm, well, I mean, he—the proof is behind the pudding. No, it's in the pudding. In the pudding. Not behind the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. And Drew McIntyre has been awesome since he came back. So, <laughs> you have I'm not buying it. in your Paul. mouth? Huh? Do you have a bagel in your mouth? <laughs> uh, I do have a, uh, a roll. A roll. You know, I had but, some eggs on it. But yeah, Drew McIntyre went face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. Brock went to attack him, got hit with the Claymore. Uh... He left, and then Brock made his way up to the entrance ramp and got hit with another Claymore, and then the fans chanted for a third one, and he hit him with a, a third one. It was a huge pop from the crowd. And who, I like, I, I don't understand the fans who hate Brock Lesnar so much and say that he's he's this, he's that, but he's totally putting over McIntyre right now. Uh, yeah, and he also, in the in the... It was like a clip that went viral from Monday Night Raw, I guess you would say, is of Brock Lesnar saying, pick up the title. Really? Yeah. So it's like he's definitely doing all he can to get McIntyre over. Yeah, I feel like he just gets a bad rep, but I really think that he's a good guy and he just wants to be like left alone. I um, I was I, I get that the, the, the Claymore kick came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they're missing out big time without the three, two, one. I think that in this case, it's difficult to go with it just because yeah, if he does it three... out of nowhere, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, exactly. But, but, but when he did the, the the third one, he picks mm-hmm. him up and he could have done the three, two, one. I feel like with Brock Lesnar, if he, I mean, this is total marked them, but if he does the three, two, one, it's cueing Brock Lesnar to. Like, have that adrenaline burst that he's able to get, like the John Cena-ish, where he just hits the F5 out of nowhere. 
So I, I think right now the non-countdown is cool. Uh, the countdown, I feel like we will see a countdown at WrestleMania, though. That, that's entirely possible. Uh, next up, you had the Street Profits picking up the victory over Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy to become the new Raw t- it, it was, uh, what's your take on this? It was billed as now or never for the Street Profits. Now why? I have no idea, like... I mean, I get that they want... I mean, they had numerous uh, Raw Tag Team title shots, but to have, like, a stipulation, like, oh, we're not... Like, first of all, this match didn't really make sense because, like, they already had a title shot recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to go on and say that if you lose this title shot, you will never, ever get a title shot again, that I don't... Yeah. I don't get it. But they, they cut a, a really fired-up promo beforehand, which I liked. Uh, and the match, before it even started, Rollins and, and Murphy attacked um, the Street Profits. Yeah, of course. They want to get the upper hand. Yeah, and then uh, during the match, Authors of Pain came out towards the ring. Kevin Owens hit Seth Rollins with a stunner behind the referee's back, and uh, Montez Ford hit that giant frog splash on Seth Rollins to win. And uh, I think it's cool. Last year around this time, they were the Evolve Tag Team Champions. Oh, yeah, I totally forget about that. Yeah, Um, Uh, and I also, I don't think they even mentioned the referee from last week at all. From my recollection. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think they mentioned what had happened last week at all. That's weird. But I'm not I'm not know. sure. I, I I think that this goes back to what we spoke about on the podcast like uh a few I guess last week maybe. Um where it makes sense that this happens right now because now it sets up it frees Seth Rollins for Kevin Owens. Yeah, um and then Murphy and unfortunately just, is gonna fall into the entree of the giant. It's just a shame that uh, it, the the title run was what it was. Mm-hmm. So, and then backstage, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy were being interviewed, and uh, and Rollins said that him and Buddy Murphy will be facing the Street Profits again. At, yeah, at the Elimination Chamber for the for the championships, and he also said that Kevin Owens can name the place, the time, the stipulation, and uh, he'll be crucified. Ooh. So, I'm assuming Kevin Owens maybe cost the Street Profits, uh, cost Buddy Murphy and, and Seth Rollins the titles, which not really a great look for the Street Profits. Um, and then challenges Rollins at Mania. Wait, what do you mean he cost them? Like, he, he'll be the reason why Murphy and Rollins don't win at the Chamber? Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. I think that that's a that's smart usage of Kevin Owens, though, because it yeah, builds but, up. But then you have two weeks in a row or two two shows in a row where it doesn't I, prove the Street Profits to be worthy. I, I think that the Street Profits have already proven themselves enough where if Kevin Owens, like the bigger. But they've sat and this, done nothing on the main roster. For a little bit, but they've also picked up key victories. I mean, I think that, and they're totally over with the crowd. So I think that to have Kevin Owens um, 
help them pick up the victory over Seth Rollins, cause a distraction. I think that's a good usage of it, especially seeing that we're heading into WrestleMania season. Well, we are in WrestleMania season, but we're heading into WrestleMania. Um, with the Street Profits, I think that that's okay because all they have to do is Seth Rollins gets distracted and they pick up the victory over, like, they just hone in on Murphy. But now the question is, who's next for them? Yeah. I mean, is it going to be Anderson and uh, uh, Guns and Gallows or uh, Viking Raiders? I mean, it could be even a triple threat match or something. I, I don't know. I don't... Uh... I would assume it'd have to be a heel team, that being AOP. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, because maybe AOP wants to get revenge for Rollins and Murphy. And then that that would put over Street Profits picking up a victory because these are two larger uh, guys. So that could happen. Yeah. Imagine, uh, can you see Murphy winning the Andre the Giant? Uh, I mean, I don't. he's smaller guy i don't see that happening but i'd be all for it not that the andre the giant battle royal leads anywhere but Mm -hmm. but it's still another accomplishment to have on your belt that's true under your belt yeah well next up you had the 24 7 champion riddick moss pick up a victory over i'm sorry what is his name riddick moss oh you, you said his name way too quick it just sounded like you said rick moss rick moss (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's a play on Rick Ross. But, no, he defeated Ricochet. But Could you, like, how did Ricochet <laughs> go from getting a WWE Championship title shot to a 24-7 title shot in four days? I don't know, but it's... I, I'm sure it's only a matter of time until we see on the sheets something about Ricochet. Well, being according in the according to the internet, this was supposed to have been our truth, which would have made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vince McMahon last minute decided to have Ricochet there because, according to the news gimmicks, Ricochet is currently being buried. I don't. I hate it when they say that someone's being buried. And then, to be fair, dude, this was a decent match. Yeah, but I don't like it when they say someone's being buried because usually I could see it, but I could also see the bigger picture of it as well. Um, but with Ricochet, I think that is it is poor usage of Ricochet. You could have had um, No Way Jose fit into this role, but yeah, but then people wouldn't have cared. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Rico- just Ricochet trying. is a reason to care. Yeah, you have to get some sort of a reason to watch a Riddick Moss match. With that being said, like without Ricochet being in there, would you have? Yeah, you would have, but I wouldn't have watched it. So, it, it, yeah, you like he got like the weirdest position in the company right now because he, he doesn't even have a character or gimmick, and he's right. just there. He, he debuted on Raw as a as a what was it, a defensive off offensive lineman or whatever for mm-hmm. Mar Marjo Raj Rajli, whatever is what's his name, the Mar Marjo, <laughs> yeah, Marjo Mizani. Like where the hell? Oh, no. Where where is Mojo? Where like they 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 ran the angle like in one week where Mojo like gets turned on because he he gets the the title win. I don't understand what that booking was, but 
here's I don't know, Riddick they Moss. That wasn't an introduction to anybody. All he did was stand behind him and then have a match the week after or whatever. Since you mentioned it, Marjo should definitely become the champion, the 24-7 champion. No, I want I want Mike, George Mazanin. <laughs> the George? Yeah, and I want him to be, like 100%, I want him in a storyline for 2K21. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. I love that show. I love that <laughs> show so much. Dude, like, it's like, there's perfect setup for so many, like, angles that you could run in a video game with George Mazanin. <laughs> it's like i mean just the stuff that they do on that show with how he signed him up for an autograph himself up for an autograph yeah. signing and the Miz day and stuff it's just so absurd but it's hilarious and you don't want to stop watching like none but, of it's real but yeah but you but you, it's hilarious it's, it's definitely the best reality stuff that i've seen out there this year uh next yeah. AJ Styles cut a promo about how he should have won the two-wake trophy, but Undertaker got in his way. Then they aired a video of Marky Mark Wahlberg giving AJ Styles advice, which, like, as an actor, I think he's good, but as, like, uh, somebody who, who pretends to care about wrestling, I don't think so. It's kind of weird. It's like you're going into an interview for Marky Mark about this new movie he's putting out, and it's like, Oh, by the way, can you just advertise this uh, AJ Styles Undertaker match for us? You know, we'll we'll still talk to you about your movie, but can you just yeah? Hit us with it the... was like, oh, hey AJ, guess what? That's a terrible Boston accent. Oh God! Wow, redo yeah. that. I need to park the car. Hey AJ, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you want my so... advice? You want my advice on uh, facing the Undertaker? I love it. You have to go into the cop commercial. <laughs> well, that's not, I mean, it's not specifically from that new commercial. Smart Park. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that aired. And then uh, AJ Styles warned Undertaker about what he's going to do. And Aleister Black will be a warning to him. Uh, and then before the match started, AJ's like, the contract does in fact say your name on it but you didn't read the contract and he proceeds to say you got to go through carl got to go through carl anderson carl anderson loses alistair black defeats carl anderson aj styles gets on the mic as predicted and says you'll have to face luke gallows alistair black defeats luke gallows via disqualification because big lg didn't break the five count and then Anderson gets in the ring to help Gallows stomp him out. They hit him with the magic killer. AJ Styles gets in the ring and eventually defeats Aleister Black. I like the uh, the grit of Aleister Black during this match just because he... Like the third one. What's that? The third match, like between AJ and him. I'm sorry, you cut out. The third one between him and AJ? Well, the entire thing, how he went through Anderson, he went through Luke... And these weren't, like, him versus Carl was a legit match, you know. And I, I, I was a fan of all of this. I, but where is this leading to, though? I mean, well, Aleister Black versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania isn't going to happen. Right. Well, that happens at the pay-per-view. But then what? I don't know. I mean, you can't have... I don't know. I like... I mean, Aleister, are we expecting well, an Undertaker interference for Aleister Black to pick up the victory? I, yeah, that's what I don't know. We, I, I assume... 
I don't know. I don't know if it's like the next it's night not, on Raw or at actually the Elimination <laughs> Chamber where Undertaker. I mean, because that's the, then we end up if not AJ Styles wins and Aleister Black has his second loss on the main roster. Um, but, yeah, but like the the match between them, I thought was really good too. Like I, like I liked third. I liked Aleister Black struggling. Yeah, his third third loss. And he got um, in some good kicks, and then the AJ also in this hit a very nice uh, brain buster. Yeah, and then he ends I, it with I, the Undertaker pin. Yeah, I love that. I love the brain buster as a move. It's always a cool move, and I like AJ just like you said finishing it off the Undertaker style. I thought that was a cool little call to the Undertaker, and the fans fans ate it up. Match up next, we saw Liv Morgan defeat Ruby Riot with Sarah Logan as the guest referee. I like this match. I thought it was really cool, and Sarah Logan's uh, involvement of it, I thought it was nice. Um, yeah, I, I thought well, that, it, huh? I was gonna just like Ruby Riot uh, ends up bumping Sarah when she kicked out of a pin by mistake. Yeah. Or I should say, she bumped Sarah by mistake when she kicked out of a pin. Yeah. And then Riot got into Sarah Logan's face afterwards. Liv took her out, and then Sarah Logan took Liv out. So they're all now. Now we see that the Riot Squad is no more. Yeah, we we know that there is no allegiance of Sarah Logan. That she's all for herself, which I I think is it's cool. Would you ever put Sarah Logan with Viking Raiders? Well, yeah, that should have been done months ago. Right? I, I don't understand why they haven't done that yet. Just because, like, she could still be a solo wrestler. Kind of like with uh, Right to Censor, how they had Ivory competing, and you still had everybody else competing. Like, she hello, doesn't just like be... she, dude, she debuts a brand new Viking gimmick and then sits on main event for weeks and do, does main event, that's it. Yeah, and you have a Viking tag team without association to her. What do you mean without association? Well, on on, on, <laughs> on camera, without on camera association. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. Backstage, but, strap yourselves in, unless you had more to say about that last segment. Uh, nope. Let's go into the wild, wild west. No way, Jose and his rosebuds were walking backstage and walked into Eric Rowan, and no way, Jose begs Eric Rowan, "What's in I think the cage, even... man?" He even said he said it nicely. He said, "Please, I think." And uh, Rowan's yeah, like, Eric, "You want to see what's in the cage?" Well, he all and then he's he's like, "All I've been waiting for is someone to ask me nice and politely about what's in the cage." Of course, I'll show you what's in the cage. He proceeds to reach in, and he pulls out a mechanical spider or a tarantula. Yeah, a mechanical tarantula. This was. Um... Uh, also rumored that it was written rewritten last minute to where Vince McMahon's like, get him a spider, pal. What was it supposed to be? I have no idea, but uh, for whatever reason, the, the, the news sites are informing us that Vince McMahon rushed and rewrote the script and, and made this segment happen. Hi. There, there could have been... So much. We knew we knew it was going to be garbage. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe next week he'll be like, of course I wouldn't show you what's really in my cage. That would be, yes, that would be a savior. Yeah, they, he has to be like, I, I wouldn't show you what's really my cage. 
I'm not going to show you. Nobody deserves to be shown what's in my cage. Um, something like that. There has to be a, this could definitely be saved. And if not, then it's kind of disappointing that we went all this while yeah. just for this payoff. Especially since since the uh, the original thing that was in the cage is no longer in WWE. So <laughs> because from the start, I had said it's Luke Harper in the cage. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I guess my my prediction is still there. Which Rey is Mysterio. what? Oh, Rey Mysterio. I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe not. Up next, we saw Shayna Baszler defeat Kyrie Sane. This was advertised as Baszler versus Asuka, and I actually almost bought a ticket to Monday Night Raw to see this match. Really? Yeah, but uh, Asuka was injured and said mm-hmm. that Baszler's lucky she's injured, which I like. Yeah. This was Baszler's first uh, match on Raw? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and yeah, Baszler picks up the victory. Kyrie Sane, though, defeated Shayna Baszler in the finals of the Mae Young Classic, and they didn't mention that at all. I think that that would be... They didn't mention any of their NXT history. I don't understand how you're not going to do that. I don't know. There's I so guess... much history between Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane in the commentary. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, maybe because you don't want to jeopardize making Shayna Baszler look like she can be defeated. But they could have played up this match a lot more. I liked this this match. A lot of people did not like this match. A lot of people. And then there's the news site gimmick again saying Vince McMahon did not like this match. Hmm. So who knows? But Becky Lynch came out uh, during it to do commentary looking like as if they're like morphing her into Conor McGregor now, which is beyond bizarre. They even yeah. released a stupid new T-shirt. I don't understand what they're doing with Becky. Like, wh- they had something really good and then just completely flubbed it. I don't understand. I know it, it's it's weird to see them have someone that's so as big as where Becky Lynch was to destroy it. It's always weird to see that. Did you like this match though? I didn't mind it. I think I think at one point fans were even chanting, "This is boring." Yeah, I I didn't mind it, but I did start to fall asleep. I don't know. So, and then after the match, Paisler uh, put Kyrie into the Kirifuda clutch. Yeah. Next up, you had Rey Mysterio and Umberto Carrillo. Pick up the victory over U.S. champion Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, this I was a big fan of this match. There was a fast-paced Lucha Libre action. What's, what's your take? I thought, well, beforehand, Rey Mysterio and Umberto were interviewed, and Rey said that It'll all end when and how they want it to, mm. which I thought was interesting. Which could possibly, I guess, maybe lead to them being like, "Hey, let's just let's just all four of us go out there at WrestleMania and wrestle for the U.S. Championship." Hmm. But I liked what when um, Almas, I'd rather have Kalisto should be in this. That's so stupid for you to say. I know. I know he's different, injured. Different brands, even not even the same brand. Oh yeah, but you know me. I, I have no clue who's on whose brand. It makes no difference. Well, SmackDown had Lucha House Party this week. You should know. Yeah, yeah. but I, I liked when Almas was doing the tranquilo pose on the rope, and Umberto he rips off Angel Garza's pants and pushed him, but got launched into a drop kick, and he launched himself into a 
well, not launched himself. Uh, Angel Garza picked him up and he he launched into a drop kick and hit Amos. I, th- I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was a good little exchange. Rey Mysterio hit the Panama Sunrise on Angel Garza. Um, which again, it sucks for the most part that the Canadian destroyers don't finish matches, but kind of yeah, kind of I... weird to see Ray hit the the Panama Sunrise, especially since Adam Cole is like that's his move in WWE. I'm, you know, I I don't know what else to say. This match was just a lot of fun to watch, especially, and I'm sure that it was a great match for the live crowd if they weren't too into Baszler's match. This was a perfect match to kind of rope you back in, especially considering how it ends. This was the last match of the night. Uh, yeah, and uh, Rey Mysterio hit that double 619 on Amos and Garza at the same time. So, mm-hmm. And this is, again, this is a match that I had said, like, put it on the card at Madison Square Garden and give them, like, actual time as opposed to a TV time match. Nah, but might as well. I don't know if nah. that'll happen. Nah. Next up, you had Beth Phoenix making her uh, return to WWE Raw. And she's giving an update on Edge. She's about to break the news, and then Randy Orton interrupts her. Uh, this go- leads into a back-and-forth-like <sighs> segment about how Randy Orton was pretty much trying to save Edge from making a, a mistake from getting back into the ring with his medical conditions and really putting down Beth Phoenix. What's up? I liked how he went to hug her, and she says, no, absolutely not. And he went yeah. for a handshake. She's like, no. Yeah. But it, I, what what puzzled me here, though, like, is are they going to boo Edge at WrestleMania? I don't know. They didn't boo him at Raw. They haven't been well, booing no, him no, at no, Raw. No, 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 no. Are they going to boo Edge at WrestleMania? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> fans, um, because fans were chanting RKO during this. Someone, you even hear somebody yell kicker in the head. I don't think, I don't think the fans are going to boo Edge at all. I and, think it's one of those things that people just want to see that build up of it going into Edge. And you're anticipating him attacking Beth Phoenix. This was so, a very interesting segment, though, because he... Orton goes into this long story about being backstage with his father in, in St. Louis in 1999. And he went up to edge and edge, like shook his father's hand, shook Randy's hand to show respect and, and and said how much he was a fan of, of Bob Orton jr. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I I don't know if that's like a legit story or not, but yeah. No, I, I'm I'm almost positive that's a legit story. But it, it, I think it sounded they, like a legit story. Yeah, I I think that Orton actually spoke about that with Edge and Christian on the podcast um, about that story, about how he was backstage and that in, interaction with Edge. I believe it was may have been a house show or something. A live event, pal. Yeah, a live event. But <laughs> I I believe that that story is actually legit, which makes it even more cool. Do you know? Um, do you have any recollection that I believe you and I saw uh, Randy Orton versus Edge at Madison Square Garden? I we did see one of his first matches, right? Oh no 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 no. We saw Brock Lesnar's one of Brock's first matches. I I meant like years later, like uh, two thousand nine ish, maybe. I don't remember. Do you remember we randomly went to a live event at the garden? It was like a Saturday night. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 let you. I'll 
cue you into or clue you in as to maybe why you'll remember this night. Okay. After the show, we were trying to leave the arena and meet my parents and accidentally walked into MVP and Matt Hardy. <laughs> Do you have any memory of that? I'm sorry. You don't remember? How do you not remember accidentally walking into a wrestler? I don't know. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that did happen. but uh, I take the, your word for it. <laughs> yeah, so Orton has the this the words of exchange, whatever, and he calls Edge a junkie for the roar of the crowd, which I believe everybody is. Fan, wrestler, everybody. I maybe I do remember, but I don't know. You have to remember. I don't know. Like yeah, we were, we I, were literally not trying to be marks, and it ended up looking like we were marks. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But but do you agree with that? Where he, or, Orton calls Edge a junkie for the roar of the crowd? But do you think that it's literally everybody being a junkie for the roar of the crowd? Uh, well, I think that Edge specifically because he's such a junkie that for that roar that he's putting his medical condition in jeopardy. Yeah, but but it's not just Edge, though. It's, like, literally, like, when you sit in an arena, all you could hope for is, like, an adrenaline rush from Oh, yeah, but I think think more so with Edge because he has an injury. He has a severe neck injury. Yeah, but we're not workers, brother. He could end up paralyzed. Yeah, well. So I think that that's really where he was honing into more so. Um, Uh, But then... The, the the way that this ended though, Beth Phoenix going for like a, like well, they're like standing she there. She slapped Orton. Yeah. And then he called her. Yeah. Mm, a word. Words. And then uh, she kicked him, and boom. The kick was like weird, right? It, I don't it was, think it was weird. I think it was a normal. It was just like I don't know. For me, it felt delayed and random that she would kick him. Well, because um, what else was she gonna do? She already slapped him. I don't know. It, it was weird, but I'm happy that it ended with the RKO. And uh, Hawkins, but, Ryder. Yeah, this finale of who came out was... Also, not even just to, just to put over Randy Orton here. Fantastic promo, again. Yeah, it, it actually was a good Randy Orton promo. And it's um, literally what's been missing for like 10 years. Yeah, I mean, Randy Orton right now, and I feel like you could always say he, he's at the top of his game right now still. Uh, this is really cool to see him in this aspect. Yeah, the only yeah, the only missing WrestleMania match from his career would be uh, Marco Corleone versus Randy Orton, perhaps, or something like that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, Hawkins and Ryder came out to check on him. R Truth, Rey Mysterio, Devon Dudley, Natalia, VSK, Smart Mark. I didn't even realize Devon. <laughs> yeah, and also um, uh, Shane Helms was out there, which I didn't originally realize until I watched it over again. But with, I guess with the exception of R-Truth maybe being really good friends with Edge, Hawkins and Ryder are the Edge heads. Uh, Devon Dudley tore it up for, for how many years, how many matches with Edge in the in the tag title scene and everything. Yeah. Uh, TLC, etc., Rey Mysterio was tag team partners with Edge, won the tag team championships with Edge, and Natalia, best friends with Beth Phoenix. Yeah, I feel like our truth has uh, that sort of a relationship with more Beth Phoenix than our truth. I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I don't Maybe. 
me neither. But I, I thought it was really smart. Do you think that at some point next week or the week after, are we going to see Randy Orton go I after some know, of these man. people? I don't know. Chris Chris was hoping to see some sort of edgehead thing where like then they get taken out. I wanted, in a perfect world to me, last Monday would have had Christian showing up. Yeah, I feel like I feel like next on the hit list, no matter what, should be Christian. It would have and been then, Christian showing up, leading to Randy Orton versus Christian at the Chamber. Actually, you know what? Next week, but I don't know if he's like even able to work. I don't, I don't know. know, but ne- next week or the week after, it should be the Edgeheads, and then the last one to like should be Christian. Edgeheads though will be like a backstage segment where they get taken out. I assume. Yeah, yeah, I could see like maybe Edgeheads like trying to confront him or Dude, something. Does that mean Hawkins and Ryder are booked for Mania back uh, ringside for Edge or no? They could be booked. I don't see that happening. I don't Sounds either. Like a repeat of WrestleMania twenty four. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it either. But um, I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to be really fun. And I thought that it was a great way to end Raw. I mean, you even had Drew McIntyre involved then. Uh, once the cameras went off. I did not know that. Oh yeah, Drew McIntyre came out to the ring to check on Beth Phoenix and help out, and then he got on the mic, pretty much just bashing Randy Orton. Uh, and calling him out for a match, but uh, Randy, Randy Orton, never... even though we're not in the same feud together and I'm feuding for the WWE Championship, I'm calling you out. I think it was more so because they're facing each other at the MSG show at the live Are event. They? Yeah, it's Orton versus McIntyre, so uh, I think that that's why they were uh doing that off camera. I, s- I still have no, no idea why it's booked uh, Flair and Becky versus Kabuki Warriors, but. Just a filler. I mean, without not even it, on the on the same brand. <laughs> I think it's just because, or I mean, yeah. technically, I don't know. I guess she is still technically on Raw. I don't know. Well, let's get on to some SmackDown. Talk about some moment of bliss, Nikki. And yeah, she Alexa Bliss was introducing the the class of twenty twenty Hall of Fame, which they announced on Tuesday. By the way, that John Bradshaw Layfield. We'll be getting inducted. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I feel like, I don't know, it's weird seeing some of these wrestlers that you watch from day one now being inducted. Like, JBL, I remember him as Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Well, I definitely did not see him from day one, but. Yeah, I I remember him coming out with uh, uh, Mulligan. Yeah. Um, But we were, I mean, yeah, we're, we're still blocked. It makes no sense. No. Which I don't know if it has anything to do with us, uh, you know, saying what we say about Pete Rosenmark, but. Wait, was he with Mulligan? Mantel. Yeah, I think it was a D- dirty Dutch. Crush. Yeah, Dutch. Um, but now, unfortunately, uh, Pete Rosenmark's back with WWE. What's that? Rosenmark is back with WWE. Ah, uh, Rosenberg. I tweeted out, I was like, you could literally tell me. That by the end of this year, AEW somehow purchases WWE, makes Dave Meltzer the WWE champion, and Brad Shepard the Universal champion, and this is still going to be the worst news of 2020. Yeah, I, I, I can't. He's awful. He's uh, awful. And, and and then they announced that the next inductee for the Hall of Fame will be uh, announced on Corey Graves' podcast on Thursday. I mean. Nothing, and there's a lot nothing of... says you care about the Hall of Fame inductees more than 
announcing one on their your lowest rated television program and a podcast. Well, you're also trying to get fan you're trying to get fans to tune into it. So the only way to get fan more fans to tune in uh, is to tell them that we're gonna release this information on here. So but, but tune imagine, in so this way you can find out first. Imagine how many people don't listen to Corey Graves podcast where it's like a huge moment for a superstar to get announced as a Hall of Fame inductee, and it's done on a, a Corey Graves podcast. Like, I, I feel like it's going to end up being British Bulldog on his podcast, which is just like, is that I don't is that like disrespectful? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's one of those things you're trying to get viewership. I, I totally get that. Is it, like, it, is he going to have a special guest? Like, is is Junior going to be on there? I don't know. Maybe, but I I think that it's it's very good to. To bring in viewers. But, uh, who else is rumored? Oh, Jushin and Liger. Yeah. Liger, Davey Boy, and was there one more? There were rumors that there would be uh, more multiple two-time inductees. Not for this class. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing someone. I saw names. I saw Liger. I saw Davey Boy Smith. Was Christian ever there for you? I don't know. No, no, no Christian. No, there was a rumor that there was that was there was gonna be two two uh multiple time inductees or whatever, which had me thinking maybe Soul Patrol would get inducted. Hmm. Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. That'd be interesting. All right. I guess we'll find out uh, next week. Um but yeah, so moment of bliss, you had the NWO out there. Scott Hall was Wait, really, before, really fun. Before that, though, Alexa Bliss cuts a promo on the Kabuki oh, yeah. Warriors. It wasn't really too she, much. Right, but she said, like, you know where to find us. Yeah, it was like a 15-second thing. I wanted on Monday Night Raw for it to – I so badly wanted it to not be Randy Orton. I wanted it to be the Kabuki Warriors come out and attack Beth Phoenix, leading to Divas Doom versus Kabuki Warriors for the titles. And I'm in the, op- I'm in the opposite – Court. I got to see exactly what I wanted to but see. What What the hell are they going to do now? I. You don't need Beth. You could say Beth Phoenix is put her in a neck brace, and you don't need Kabuki Warriors versus them. Right, but if Kabuki Warriors are going to have a match now, it's just going to be against Alexa Bliss and and Nikki Cross with zero buildup. It's like, oh hey, by um, the way, we're here. Yeah, unfortunately, that's, like a, that's, that's a ricochet. Why not me? I mean, it, no matter what. They're going to be a kickoff match, anyways. That's not so, a no matter what. Even though there's, I don't know. I don't know. That's not a necessary. I, I, uh... I, I think that this is, it's a filler match. The Kabuki Warriors right now. At this aspect, it is a filler match, so it doesn't really make a difference. And but, that's uh, that's that's how I feel. But yeah, go on with what you were saying. Uh, yeah, so NWO was out there. You had uh, you had Sean Waltman, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, the NWO. Some of them. I like Bliss um, saying, like, what do we what do we call you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what Scott Hall was really funny. He barely even spoke though. It was that laugh though. The Tony Atlas laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. And then but I liked it, Alexa Bliss asked uh Kevin Nash what Roman Reigns has to do to beat uh I almost said Big Bill to to, to defeat Goldberg and uh, he said that he spoke to Roman Reigns on the phone the other day and said you need Scott Hall and a cattle prod 
I was actually hoping that they were going to say that because once they said, Kevin Nash, you actually defeated him. And he's like, I totally forgot that. Thanks for reminding me. I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, but he didn't beat him cleanly. And that, I hope that they actually bring that up. Does that kind of give shade to Goldberg? Like, oh, I don't even care what I do. No, I think that that, if anything, it pokes fun at what they, about the way that that went down. Speaking of poking, Scott, you got your cattle prop? Yeah. I mean, that's, I think well known as one of the worst moments in WCW history was that well, Goldberg. It was, it was a very, like, yeah, to have the buildup Goldberg had and then to have it taken away in that manner was not. Yeah. Not so great. I feel like it, it's one of the, those like moments that leaves a sour taste in your mouth in your mouth. So I feel like this was more poking fun at it than anything. If Kevin Ash gave legit, uh, advice to it, it would, nobody would believe it, especially because most people do know that WCW history of them. So, yeah, but, uh, Sammy Zayn, Nakamura and Cesaro came out and Zayn puts over, puts, uh, Cesaro and Nakamura over as the future. They went back and forth and Zayn's like, we could drop you and asked if they want to fight. And then he's like, no. Never mind. Yeah, he's like, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get the rub from us, and we're not going to do that. Yeah, and X Pac cool. looked like he's in great shape, ready to go. Yeah, I was just like, are we, like, for a hot second, I was just like, are we going to see X Pac versus I thought Nakamura? For sh- no, I thought for sure we were about to see Sami Zayn versus X Pac. I mean, I didn't go with Sami Zayn just because of him being out of action, kind of, he's, for a long time. Yeah, but not really, but. Braun yeah. Strowman uh, came out though, took out Cesaro and Nakamura, and I like Zane... that they. I like for a little bit Cesaro and Nakamura were getting punches in there. It wasn't just like a run up the ramp. Yeah, yeah. well, the big some, run up the ramp some of the it was. throne, huh? Some of it was. Yeah, but I mean, it led into it though. It wasn't like a quick run up boot, run up boot, and now you're free to Zami Zayn. There was actually a little tiny bit of a brawl. Yeah, but uh, Sami Zayn gets chased into the ring and uh, then used Alexa Bliss as a shield. So I thought that was funny, and he walked off. Yeah, I thought that that was really uh, done well. Yeah, we had a Uh, little uh, mini uh, Little Big reunion. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if we're going to eventually ever see anything to do with the NWO and that three team. I don't think we will, but... No, I, I think that that's pretty much the finale of it. I don't think we'll see NWO again, uh, potentially until WrestleMania. Well, we um, will 1,000% see NWO before WrestleMania. Why? Because we're getting inducted, pal. Oh, them. Okay. Know. funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the first <laughs> match of the evening, we saw Boston Hug Connection defeat Naomi and Lacey Evans. They had another uh, Time Splitters glitch is what I'm calling it. But yeah, the, the match I think was pretty underwhelming. Wait, uh, Boston Hug pick up the victory. Um, that's weird because yeah. on WWE.com it just says versus. Yeah, no, because uh, Sasha Banks pinned Naomi. Ah, that's what I thought happened. I don't know. I guess she, they she did the really... the corner knee thing and then pinned her in like a weird. Like the yeah, I guess pin. I guess the website just didn't put down that they defeated them. Yeah, but I thought it was an underwhelming match. Yeah, there was nothing really to connect me to this match. I didn't want to tune in to watch it. 
Um, but what's yeah, interesting, I, totally, I bypassed it after the NWO segment. I kind of walked away from the TV backstage though. They were talking and basically trashing the, the SmackDown women's roster and the Bellas. Um, and, and they said, nobody from the past, present or future can touch us. So what is like, where does this lead? Uh, Are the Bella no twins not actually pregnant? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, this where, is like, where does this lead to? Who does this like? What tag team from the past does this lead to? Like that doesn't make sense. Is, are they facing Trish and Lita at Mania? Iconics? No, because apparently they were supposed to de- uh, re-debut on NXT. Really? Why? I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, well next, I, I would, uh, I would a hundred percent love for them to be in NXT. Give them something to do, even though there's not really any tag teams, but. Yeah. Well, next up, you had Jordy G and Apollo Crews backstage. Oh Jordy my God. G being like, hey, if you need me, I'm here. Yeah. And he, 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 Apollo Crews is like, didn't I tell you I don't need your help? And Gable's like, but if, if you need it, I'm here. And he <laughs> goes to stick out his hand for a handshake. Crews brushes it off, walks out, gets broke kicked in maybe, what, two minutes? And, yeah. And gets defeated by Sheamus. So that Just was. About. After that, though, we saw Drew Gulak backstage. Drake Maverick came up and said he wants a match against Daniel Bryan. And Gulak said no and went to explain uh, weaknesses that Daniel Bryan has. And Daniel Bryan was there. And he goes, oh, why don't you explain to me my weaknesses? In fact, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. Why don't you face me? Which is just like, like since we saw Gulak and Daniel Bryan in the, in the backstage segments together, I was waiting for that match. Yeah, especially, I mean, have we ever had Gulak versus Debride before? I, I, feel like I don't have. think so. I, I, not at all. I don't think so. Huh. They were, they were like two different generations of indie wrestling, I think. I feel like we saw them on WWE before, though. I don't know. And Daniel Bryan did the, he, he did commentary for the, the Cruiserweight Classic. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. Maybe. I'm not too sure. But next up, you had. My favorite, Mandy. Mandy and Sonia, fire and desire. Picking up the victory over Carmella and Dana Brooke. Um, And Dolph Ziggler making his presence felt. Yeah, he was ringside with uh, fire and desire. There were a lot of we want Otis chants. Otis is over. Yeah, and Dolph Ziggler distracted Dana Brooke and Carmella. And Mandy hit that knee to, uh, to win. And then later yeah. on, after this match, uh, Otis saw Mandy backstage and apologized for Valentine's Day. And she goes, you're just a little too late. He was, like, explaining to her that he did get a text message. I don't know why she won't listen to him. Wait, what What am I missing? Why is he apologizing? I guess for not showing up. Oh, because he saw them and then he didn't actually say anything. Well, even more so is that he, because he shows up at what he thought was the right time, mm-hmm. because he got a text message. Oh. She, she refuses to listen to him about the text message. What did the text say? It, it, it was running late. Oh, okay. I'm on. I'm on par now. I'm on par. So. Um. Yeah. I think we're definitely 
It would be interesting to see Sonya and Ziggler kind of form a little thing. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be and, interesting. And I, I think all signs do point to Sonya Deville, though, as like a the person I, I who would, sent the text. I would actually be disappointed if Sonya didn't send the text. I'd be a little bit disappointed in that. I, I It's very unlikely that it's anyone else. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, it's WWE. Anything could happen. I mean, yeah. come on. A giant tarantula sent yeah. the text. Rowan, Rowan just debuted a giant tarantula. So anything could happen, but it would make the most sense if it was Sonya. Because Mandy Rose, I feel like I feel like Mandy is really good that she could be both heel or face. And right now, it would be, it would be genius to make her as a face to align her with Otis. Come yeah. WrestleMania. Uh, next, we saw the Firefly Funhouse where Bray had all the Legends pictures replaced with pictures of John Cena. And they, they showed John Cena defeating Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 30. And Bray thanked John Cena because without him, there'd be no Firefly Funhouse or Fiend. Yeah. And I, I love the uh, uh, rabbit. Rambling Rabbit. A lot of people put over the segment. This was just a, an eh segment to me. I don't know. I love the entire, you can't see me. And so, yeah, well, like, no. Rambling Rabbit is great. I like Rambling Rabbit. He's a mark. Yeah. <laughs> he's a total mark. I love it. But, yeah. yeah. Up next, backstage, you had King Corbin ready for an interview about WrestleMania. Gets cut off by Elias, who's playing guitar backstage. Corbin stops him and... Told him he's nothing but a gimmick. So I don't he's know. If, I don't know if like are we gonna like <laughs> that? I guess maybe that's like a, a kickoff show match. Perhaps we can yeah. even do that as a prediction, just in case. I don't know if that's leading to WrestleMania or what, but I I don't, I know. don't know. Main event of SmackDown. We saw a. Gauntlet match where Heavy Machinery pretty much dominated this whole match. This entire match was just fun from like, start to finish. Dude, right off the bat, Heavy Machinery defeats New Day. I was not expecting that at all. I thought they'd get like the first round elimination and it's like, oh, what was me, Tanky? <laughs> but no, they and the the actual match that that they put on with New Day, I liked. I liked Big E and Otis squaring up against each other, um, and just the stuff that they did. And then after that, Heavy Machinery defeats Lucia House Party. But it, it was almost as if they like adapted their style to 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 face Lucha Libre wrestlers. Yeah, and Tucker, it really Tucker did that cartwheel to get out of a move that Lince did. Tucker was doing awesome from the cartwheels to he had a few like a, a few moments during that match where he really shined. Uh, where it was just like wow, oh his drop kicks. Yes, yes, yes. I, that's one of the things that I really liked when they were squaring off against New Day, where they're on the outside of the ring following the dives or something like that. But uh, Big E started to chase down Tucker, and he was running a. Uh, running from one side of the ring to the other on the outside. Right. And once he hit it, got close to him, Tucker rocked him with a drop kick. And I was just like, wow, that was great timing. Yeah. And it, like for some guy like Tucker, you're expecting a shoulder block or something like that. But he rocked him with the drop kick and it was awesome. Well, I mean, he does that springboard move too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Heavy Machinery then went on to defeat the Usos after a quick roll-up that Tucker hit on one of them. I can't help but think that the Usos, like I was watching this, the Usos 
would be so huge anywhere in any promotion. They would be so over and huge that I feel like WWE has to lock them up like forever. I I don't know. I just see so much potential as they I mean they've lived up to. They're definitely future Hall of Famers, right? I mean, yeah. So I with that being like they just have so much charisma and athletic abilities where I find it so hard that they would be anywhere but WWE and if they did go did they go anywhere, they would be the top tag team anywhere. They're just that good. But um... Yeah, yeah then heavy. That this was a quick match. Heavy Machinery then picked up a quick win over the tag team champions. Very surprising. Miz and Morrison, yeah. Uh, and then Miz and Morrison continued to attack Heavy Machinery after the match, and they showed they they put Otis through the uh, barricade. Yeah, that was a cool spot. And uh, they showed Mandy backstage watching Otis, looking a bit worried. Yeah, and then Ziggler's just like, "You're actually worried about him." <laughs> yeah, and then, then they, they also did a time splitter gimmick here as well. Yeah, time splitters on that TV, which was I, I thought that was pretty cool that it wasn't on the viewers TV. It wasn't like on our the large screen TV, but it was on the small TV. I'm pretty sure it was on our TV. No, no, it was on the TV on the background, like the TV that they were watching. What? I'm I. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that's what that's one of the things that I liked. It was Ziggler I didn't notice that. Yeah, Ziggler and Mandy were talking, looking at the TV, and on that TV is the TV that glitched. That's, so I thought that's cool. Then I I didn't realize that. Yeah, watch it back. I actually thought that that was a cool aspect that we haven't seen yet. So a majority of the last match in this uh, gauntlet was Tucker facing off against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode by himself, and. Otis eventually made his way up to the corner and got that huge pop for the, the hot tag. Um, which I liked when, when uh, Ziggler, I think it was, was, trying to like knock him down. He starts doing dump, jumping jacks. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, it, it was such a fun way to, a fun match. And then it ended where Otis, you thought he was about to pick up, he was about to do the... Um, caterpillar. Yeah, the Caterpillar. And then he gets rocked with the Sweet Chim music. Or a super kick, whatever. Um, for the victory, how did you like the end? I liked, yeah, I liked that ending. Um, I like this, yeah, Heavy Machinery, I think, might be the best tag team in WWE right now. I think that it was so important that Ziggler pick up the victory over Otis, too, seeing everything with Mandy. Uh, it was so important that he's the one that picks up the victory over Otis. But this entire match, it was so entertaining and so much fun, and I heavy machinery really, really shined through. Outside of the main event, I think Otis might be the most over person on that SmackDown roster. I I agree with you. I think that this match definitely did not let down at all. And going into the pay per view, I'm it's hard hard for me not to see heavy machinery walking away as champions. Um. Well... I I don't know if I necessarily see that, but uh, I do know that SmackDown to me ended very awkwardly because there was no like no good nights or anything. Cole just put over Root and Ziggler for the chamber entering last. Yeah, it seemed like they popped up the copyright a little bit quickly, but you you were saying that they usually do that. Yeah, it ends like three minutes early for some reason. I don't. Yeah, but overall, great SmackDown. I thought. Yeah, a lot of fun. 
So this upcoming weekend, well, we I wouldn't say it was had... a great SmackDown at all, but the, the, I don't know. the Gauntlet I... match was a good match. That was a good match. Let's not ex- let's not. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. All right, yeah, it was it was let's, a good. Let's good not say match. just because this one match, everything <laughs> else was fun. That's true. I, I was kind of I was I may have been a little bit tainted. There were good parts. There were bad parts. Uh, I think it's safe to say every good part involved uh, Mandy, Otis. Yeah, Mandy Otis Ziggler storyline. I think that was really what carried SmackDown from the fire and desire. Yeah, from I mean, I said tonight. last week, if you just gave me two hours of Otis, I'd be fine. Do they even have an Otis and Tucker ride along? Yes. I got to watch that. They definitely did. But so, that was SmackDown moving on to the pay-per-view in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Wells Fargo Center. We have the WWE Elimination Chamber. Um, we'll start off with Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Gotta say Daniel Bryan. Ooh, well, <laughs> I'm going to go with D. Bry as well. Uh, no disqualification match. Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. I'm going with Al... Ooh, think carefully. I'm going AJ Styles. Ah, dang it, I don't know. I'm gonna say Alistair Black. Uh, Yeah, man, this is a tough one. Because it's no DQ, so you know that the OC is gonna get involved. But... Does that mean Undertaker gets involved? Do you think Undertaker's going to show up? I don't know. If Undertaker shows up, then this is not a kickoff show match. Like you said. Oh, this is kickoff? Mm-mm. Um, um, I'm saying it's not. Like you, I oh, believe it's you, not. I thought you had said that this was a kickoff show match. No, I don't remember. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with AJ. I'll go with AJ. For the WWE United States Championship, you have Andrade defending it against Humberto Carrillo. I am going to say Andrade. Even though Um, Humberto Carrillo's had so many chances now to win this title, so it should be Humberto. I'm going to go with Carrillo. No, no, I'm I'm going Andrade. No, 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 I'm going to go Carrillo. Sorry. Okay. For the WWE Intercontinental Championship, a three-on-one handicap match. Braun Strowman defending the Intercontinental Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Um, I would really like to see Braun Strowman lose this, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to just stick with Braun Strowman retaining. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Braun as well. I think that... Uh, I think it's very not going to happen. Oh, you didn't. Uh, for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships, we have the Street Profits, newly crowned WWE Tag Team Champions, defending those titles against the former champions Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. I am going to say Street Profits. I am going to agree with you and go with the Street Profits. Alrighty then. Um, for the oh. well, let's go for the tag team. Why not? Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah. Right. I, yeah. I was like, I know there's another tag team <laughs> title match. Where uh, is it? This SmackDown tag team titles on the line in an Elimination Chamber match. 
You got the champs, Miz and Morrison, defending against the New Day, Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, and Ziggler and Rude. I'm going to go with, uh, even though I said Heavy Machinery, I'm going to go with Ziggler and Rude. Ziggler and Rude are going to be the last team to enter. I think we're going to end up seeing Heavy Machinery versus Ziggler and Rude again. And somehow, I feel like... To me, it doesn't know. make sense, because then what do you do with Miz and Morrison? Unfortunately, I feel like the Miz and Morrison could be uh, left in the dust on this. Unless you have the Ziggler-Otis payoff, not payoff, but follow-up. Oh, man. I'm saying Miz and Morrison. That just doesn't make sense for me to for them to like lose the title so quickly. Uh, they did just win it, right? Yeah. All right, I'm maintaining Miz and Morrison. Realistically, who I'd like to see walk out is uh, Heavy Machinery, but I just want WWE to care about tag team wrestling. Revival wasn't even involved in this. Rumored to be going to AEW soon. Really? No. Let's get on to the Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Women's Championship. Natalia, uh, oh, at WrestleMania 36. Uh, Natalia taking on Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. Is Asuka still in the match? Yeah, with her injury? as of now, yeah. I think it's like a sprained wrist. Uh, um, I'm going to go with Baszler. Yeah, it's Shayna Baszler. There's no need for this match to have even taken place, but Shayna Baszler, even like it was weird on, uh, on SmackDown, uh, when I was watching Boston Hug versus Naomi and Lacey Evans, yeah, no, none of the SmackDown women are booked. Huh? There's like nothing. I, that's what I. I don't know what the next chapter with Bailey is. I don't even know if they know. I mean, is the next chapter Bailey Banks? I I, I don't know. To me, it kind of seems like they're not going to have the title on the line, and it'll be like Bailey and Banks versus Trish and Lita or something. I don't. I don't know what who it would be in that spot. It just doesn't. I don't know. They could always just say, Banks could always just say, like, hey, you know, since we're the best already and nobody can compare to us, let's compare to each other. If they actually did that match at Mania and gave them the actual proper time, which I don't think they would, it could could live up to the potential of what I thought was the match of the decade last year. Well, last year, last decade. They could always go into it in, like, as a, like, friend versus friend kind of a style. If you don't want to break them apart. Yeah. But. And then, I mean, it, it's hard for me to see them have a match and at WrestleMania and not hug, like, after and taking the, the crowd. And so. then it ends where Bailey's still champion or something like that. And, and Charlotte Becky Flair's Lynch loses the title. NXT champion. Yeah. I, I don't think Flair's going over. I hope not. But, yeah, so it's got to be Baszler. That's the only thing that makes sense. I feel like there's supposed to be more matches. Is that there's it? There's probably going to be other things announced the day of because that's what WWE does. But I'll go Corbin if there's that match. Mm. I would probably say Elias. All right, there you go. Hey, Brandon, got any shout-outs? Kermit the Frog here, and you're listening to Brandon Shoutouts, yay! First shoutout goes to T&A. Like, Test, Albert, and Trish. 
Nice. Uh, because the, the newest episode of Break It Down is up on the WWE Network, Trish Stratus's episode. And mm-hmm. it was it was cool, like, going back and seeing for, like, a quick minute or two to see her origins and, and TNA and everything. I mean, I, I remember that entire... Um, I remember everything. She debuted on uh, Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, at the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, I remember all of that. Yeah, uh, and I was a big fan of TNA. Our uh, truth gets the next shout out. Um, I, I I gave a shout out to the WW twenty four episode when they first announced it, even though I didn't see it. But now it's out, and I watched it, and it was great. And mm-hmm. I'm such a fan of our truth. It was cool to see TNA footage for this. So yeah, that, it's nice to see cool. WWE work with uh, Impact to get their yeah. footage at least. <laughs> and then the last yeah. shout out goes to Matt Hardy's Free the Delete series on YouTube. It ended on Wednesday and uh, had the Bucks of Youth on it. So being the elite storyline intertwines with Free the Delete. Um, I just that'll... don't know how that'll correlate to television, but. Uh... I don't know, but it it's cool. I, I think that the stuff that Matt Hardy's doing with his YouTube is still amazing. Yeah, Matt's always been great for being ahead of the time with stuff. Yeah. He's totally ahead of the time. I mean, even from his promos back in Ring of Honor, he really is a trendsetter. Yeah. I mean, Ring of Honor, um, but even like even before that, it was like him and Shane Helms were like the first like big social media guys for wrestling. It, it, yeah, from what I remember at least. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Yeah, but those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our our Right, our mark out moment of the week. I gotta say, uh, from Revolution, AEW Revolution, Chris Jericho's entrance having uh, a choir sing Judas. That that was pretty cool. Um, for me, I'm going to go with uh, the mechanical tarantula. No, uh, I mean that was that was amazing. That's pathetic. Um, WWE announced that March 16th will host a very special guest that being Stone Cold Steve Austin so they're going to have an actual 316 episode of Monday Night Raw and release a bunch of 316 merchandise yeah I I think that that's going to be a lot of fun should should we go to Pittsburgh? Just kidding yeah we should no I'm going to go with um, the entire gauntlet match I, I was a total mark for Everything that happened during there. So, I no think that gauntlet. I think the biggest thing that I marked out for this week, though, has to be the fact that they announced a third season of Southpaw Regional Wrestling with a trailer, a teaser trailer with Chet Cheddarfield and Lance Catamaran. So, I'm pumped for that. Coming summer 1994. Nah. So, I'm, I'm very much so hyped for the summer just for that. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about SummerSlam at this point. Just give me Southpaw Regional Wrestling. And that's it. Hey, Brandon. That's our show, so, you know. 
Take us did, home. Did a little, did a little shindig of taking it home. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening. That is Marking Out in the Books. Go check us out, MarkingOut.com. Google Play, all of that stuff. You know where to find us already. Thank you so much for listening. What's the rest of the ending? Forget it. We wish you the best, best luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic